yo, 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 what's happening? Welcome to the Grown Man Ish Podcast. And my point guard, aka the small forward, aka the beige god. Fat Bowtie Fresh in the building, man. And the words of T.I., what's happening, man? <laughs> hey, man, straight up, straight up all day in beige, man. But I guess before we really get into it, man, uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess I, I mean, I know we've been saying, we've said thoughts and prayers on this show at least six or seven times since we started in 2017. Mass shootings, but uh, I think I think it would be only right, man, if we started off for you know thoughts and prayers and some really definitely, man. El Paso and Dayton, man. Uh, definitely, bro. El, it's, it's, I, every time something like this, I try for myself. I try not to let this uh, become normal normalized for me. Uh, each and every one of these unfortunate events is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's tragic. Um, and, and I refuse as an individual, I refuse to just let it be, you know, normalized. I don't want it to be like, oh, there's another one up. Oh, there's another one. No, man. So I don't I don't take it lightly. Definitely want to pray for and send, and send our thoughts and all that good stuff to every individual that was impacted, not only to those that lost their lives, but their families, their friends, uh, individuals that were were blessed enough to make it out of those scenarios alive and, and how that affects them because oftentimes you know people we focus a lot on the individuals that that were afflicted and lost their lives but that's something you know being present or, or you know being blessed enough to make it out I mean, there's a lot of tra- uh, trauma that comes from that you know mentally and all that type of stuff so i mean definitely praying for those folks too um so so that they can begin to heal and try to overcome because i mean i i can only imagine you know if, if you're an individual that was at that Walmart, you know, what, what type of tendencies and hesitation you would have just going grocery shopping the next time. You know what I mean? Even though you made it out alive, like that, that can affect you, bro. So definitely um, sending a lot of thoughts and prayers to those individuals and hopefully they can overcome it. And our, our um, let's say legislators, I'll just put it like that. Uh, hopefully they get their asses in gear and, and try to address this in, in the fashion that it needs to be addressed. I told uh, Mike J earlier in the week and later the car last week when these things were happening, I was like, man, it, it irritates me that everyone wants to go and, and politicize this and the Dems this and the Repubs that and this law and that. Like, look, man, like everybody, all these people are affected, including those of us that are just out here having to hear about this stuff. We're all people. We're all humans. I don't give a damn what, what gang you in, what political gang you in, what colors you rock with. Like, they need, we need people to act as people and treat each other as humans and start addressing these things as people and not, you know, parties or, or, or gangs or affiliations or whatever the hell they are or how you want to classify them, man. Like, we're people. People are being affected by this, man. I don't mean to get long-winded, but it, it, it irritates me, bro. Yeah. And also... And and also, it's also been five years since uh, Mike Brown was killed. As you know, Mike Brown was, I think Mike Brown was 18 years old, was uh, unarmed. He was killed in Ferguson, Missouri, and his body was left outside uncovered for hours. Yeah. Yeah. So, this is, you know, and then, so, you know, and I'm not, we're not trying to start off just being depressed, but we also, but, you know, one of the great things about Grown Man Ish podcast, where we can talk about the full spectrum of things. So, you know, yeah. all these things affect us in different ways. Uh, I know, like, the whole thing in Dayton when they had the, you know, the messages where the, the young lady died, I think she was, like, going to become working on being a nurse, and she just kind of had stepped out for the night. Or the phone that I read, there was something where a lady who got shot 
called her husband. I think it might, it might have been dating. It said she got shot in the head and FaceTimed him. Like, this the the last conversation. Or Mike Brown is 18 years old, never coming home again over something minute. Right. So it just right. it makes you think. And, uh, you know, I just really wanted to get that out yeah. there before we started the show. Hey, hey, hey Mike, Jay, I, I want to get one more thing out there, too. Uh, and, and, I mean, and, it, and it'll be a perfect transition right into it because I know we're going to talk about that, that orange one, the damn Trump, man. But I want to send thoughts and prayers to all of those Hispanic families yeah. Um, that were affected by that bullshit that went on in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, if you, those of y'all don't know, I think they said upwards of 600 or 600 plus um, Hispanic immigrants or Hispanic, uh, you know, American or however you want to classify them. Nonetheless, these individuals were taken into custody by ICE agents just in the middle of the day while they were at their jobs working. Um, and our institution, our government, our, our policies, whatever you want to call it, is, has, has done this. Um, and, and they, I know they felt real good about themselves and, you know, we got, we got 600 plus people, whatever, but they don't think about the long-term ramifications and the fact that you had the children that were still in school, yeah, of all of these individuals that you just quote unquote captured as, as the orange one says, you know, you have no idea what the effect is going to happen downstream. Who the hell is supposed to pick those kids up from school? Who's going to feed them at night? Who's going to tuck them in at night? Who's going to make sure that they're safe? Because the, the, the current administration is not going to do that. And it was just, I mean, it was heartbreaking. It was sad. You know what I mean? Just to see that they had these children. These children had to go just back to the school and sleep in the gym. You know what I mean? Just they don't know what's happening. My parents are gone. You know, family members may or may not have been able to get to them and contact them and all that type of stuff. You don't know. Yeah. But the fact that you're doing this and you're like, oh, element of surprise and we want to get out of our country and blah, blah, blah. But did you, I mean, obviously, he's not fucking thinking about the, the downstream effect of what, these, what this is doing to these families and so forth. Now, I did hear this morning, they said out of those 680 or something like that, 300 people have been released um, and, and have been able to go back to their families and that sort of deal. And the, you know, media and, and, and the government or whatnot trying to spin it like, oh, see, this is the proper way. And, you know, we went through our due diligence and these folks are supposed to be here and now they're back with their families. Well, this shit should have never happened anyway. Oh, no. there's, a better, there's a better way to do this. And think about the trauma, again, that you put, put on these people's families, their kids and all that type of stuff. These people probably don't even want to go to work anymore. Oh, yeah. They probably won't, don't, want, don't want to go to the fucking grocery store, you know, because either, either ICE is going to come and pick them up or some weird-ass fucking crazy white dude is about to shoot up the place. So what, what motivation do these people have to, to leave their house, you know what I mean, to provide for themselves and their family? It's just disgusting. It's disgusting. Or you have somebody, they get upset about something, and the first thing they want to yell, you know, yell out, I'll call either, they don't call somebody a racial slur, they want to say they're going to call ICE, or they want to yeah. tell people of color to go back, no, not we're all people of color, but tell black people to go back to Africa, which I've seen a lady do on the internet this, this uh, couple days ago, so. You know, and like kind of transitioning to this bastard, he was actually they had him on the. He was they were talking about the Miss. Uh, he was talking about the Mississippi Ice Race today. You can tell how super proud of himself he was. He's talking about this to teach them a lesson. I've just never seen someone with so little compassion. And this is right, man. That damn Trump news, bro. So little compassion. So little compassion, bro. So so much ignorance. But at the same time, like he's not even in tune with what the fuck is going on around him. You know what I mean? Like, he's so far removed and just, he's disgusting, bro. He's a disgusting individual. Like, I can't stand his ass, 
But at the same time, you know, the, the, the man upstairs always says, I don't consider him an enemy, but pray for your enemy or pray for those that you don't like. I mean, I really hope this, that, that something comes in this dude's head. I doubt it, but I really hope that something clicks in him or someone clicks in the individuals around him that are, that are trying to coach him or whatever, man, because the shit that's going on in this country is just terrible. Yeah. Terrible right now, bro. Like my man used, when he went to Dayton, he went to Dayton to see about the mass shooting. He, they took video and said, thank you, Dayton, like it was a campaign stop. Right. Making videos for, for visiting people who died or in the hospital for being shot, the shot up as a campaign video. And then he went to El Paso. They said he was so upset about, uh, I don't know if it was Beto O'Rourke or somebody made a comment that, hell, he was more concerned about that than he yeah. was about people in the hospital. Right, right. I saw that. And then he, you know, that, you know that you heard about the parents that shielded their, their newborn. From yeah. So the newborn was released because I think the newborn had like a fractured arm or something. Yeah. So he summons the, the, the baby back so he can have a photo op with him and Melania and him giving a thumbs up sign. It's, it's, it's sick. It's so fucking self-absorbed that you have no idea of, of the ramifications of the, and the events that have happened. You know what I mean? And how this is affecting people. All he sees it as, you know, an opportunity for him. Yeah. I'm going to try to make myself look good, you know, in any way that I can, even though it's not. It's not making him look good at all, but in his mind, it's, you know, it's me above all. Oh, man. Speaking of that, man, I was reading something a couple, like a week ago, and they said my man lied about being in a helicopter crash and how he lived so he can make himself look good. Yo, what type of sociopath, you know, I know we, we you and I, we've known some, some, some grade A liars in our day. You know, we've yeah, heard. 22. Yeah, hey, 22. We've heard people say that Bone didn't come pick him up from the concert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey no man but this man said he survived the helicopter crash he's making himself look good man yo man he's a, he's a fucking clown man. yeah he's 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 more than a damn clown bro and, and he and he's making things out here bad for all of us yeah you know what i'm saying clown but man let's damn, get the, damn long tie having bastard yeah that tie, why, the hell, why the hell is his damn ties like down to his damn kneecaps like my god that shit that nigga tie be looking like what's well, some wonder woman's lasso I'm like, man, <laughs> yo my aunt sent me a picture and you know like he had the horrible non-fitting suit on he's always looked pumped today he was sweating real bad it's like damn dog you know you would think you're a president you got a little class to yourself he looked horrible but man oh, let's damn. get Let's get to the mayo, bro. So it was a lot of mayo, people blaming video games for these violent shootings, whatever. But this this mayo goes out to, I think she was in Ohio, State Representative Candace Keller. And you probably asked Mike J, why is she getting the, the, the mayo? Quote, she blamed gay marriage, open borders, and recreational marijuana use of why we were having mass shootings. And this is an elected <laughs> official in the state of Ohio. That's my thing, man. You are an elected official making dumbass statements like that. Like, really? What the hell does gay marriage have to do with fucking mass shootings? Like, really? Except the fact that in Florida, um, the, the, the gay nightclub was the victims yeah. of a fucking mass shooting. They had nothing to do with it. They was out enjoying their damn lives. What the hell? <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah, bro. I just, like, every time you see something, it's like, it's a few states, man, that just, they never cease to make you. Like, and then it's no issue with it's like Ohio and Florida. Those are like the two main, the main two. It never, Texas. Yeah. Texas, Texas doesn't seem to amaze me either, man. Texas, <laughs> uh, let me see where else. Mississippi. And we got love for these people. We got listeners in some of these places. But damn, 
if they don't, if the mayo ain't thick in some of these damn places, man. Hey, man. Oh, shout hey, out, man. To- even in even in our own damn state. Oh, hell yeah, oh, my man. god, man. Hey, hey, my Jay, why don't you tell tell the people about the Winnebago that you saw, bro? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I man, I was at work the other day, and I got a text. You know, a text from one of the OGs, and it's a you know, it was a Winnebago Trump twenty twenty. You know, man had the Trump twenty twenty stuff. He had Trump uh, Trump's face on Rambo's body. All this type. Of stuff. <laughs> I thought I thought that was the most hilarious part right there, nigga. You gonna put Trump's face on John Rambo's body? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what message this. are you? What message are you trying to say? Yeah, he did all this type of stuff. But the kicker is, it was a black man driving a Winnebago. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> look at this coon ass nigga here. Oh, speaking of coon, how come the dude and there's a guy? I think he's running for uh, some type of government official in in Kentucky. And uh, uh, he said a liberal attorney told him to stop eating coon flakes from the White House. Dog, nigga, I cackled. <laughs> <laughs> Not the coon flakes. <laughs> shout out, shout out every time the coon flakes. But yeah, man. So, and shout out to the dude with the Winnebago. I'm sure, I'm sure he's eating all the mayonnaise sandwiches with no meat, no anything on there. Just straight mayonnaise. So, yeah, bro. Surprises you every time, bro. I almost forgot about that. Hey, and that was and that was like right not too far from both sides of our houses. Probably damn near uh, a equal amount of well, a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah probably about a yeah. Middle, we're midway point from us, so that's crazy. So hey, man, so let's get to the Twizzler and uh, the Twizzler kind of it goes out to two, it goes out to three individuals this week on two different separate occasions, man. So did you see that thing? Did you see them, them officers in Houston, in uh, Galveston, man? Who had the black oh, bro? That that pissed me the hell off. I was talking, man. I was talking to, I was talking to my stepdad, Cap, about that, man. We mentioned that. Oh my God, that pissed me the hell off. So, for those who don't know, there was a black man. They said he was trespassing. Well, now, I don't know what happened there, you know. So they instead, usually most times, if you get arrested, they have the paddy wagon come pick you up. So they said yep. they didn't have any no paddy wagons available or anything like that. So they tied this black man's hands up and made him walk behind two horses while the white cops were on horses. Yeah, that don't remind you of some slave catcher shit. I don't know what. The- I, I, I was just about to say, man. That was that was straight out of a out of the damn slave era, straight out of damn twelve years of slavery or some shit, bro. Like you could tell that they that they thought about that and was like, yeah, we're gonna do this. We're gonna ride out like this. That wasn't that was that wasn't that wasn't some oh this must be resourceful because there's no paddy wagon or nothing like that. No, man. If anything. Y'all could have had the brother on the back of one of the horses and then the, the second cop behind that just in case some shit went down. I mean, y'all, y'all literally got him tied up in between, walking in between two damn horses. Come on now. All you needed was a damn white hood with the cone top. That's it. They could have sat him on the curb. <laughs> they could've, yeah, something. They could have tied him up, set him on the curb. You know if you get up and run, it's a wrap. Right. You could have called. You could have called another squad car. Y'all could. I mean, y'all could have just posted up with the damn horses so a different squad car got there. So rat bastards is interesting, man. So and I'll try to get their names, but they only gave like their first initial and their last, and their last name. Yeah. I the twizzler, I like to be specific. So, but both I go ahead and get these two, these two cops, the the twizzler. Oh, they 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 can get that old venison twizzler, that 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 prime daggone meat twizzler. Go ahead and sit on that bad boy. That's what y'all can get, rat bastards. That shit pissed me off, bro. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> pissed me the hell off. I am. Um, so the next was, uh, 
and this is about a week ago, but we hadn't done a show since then. Those out to that person in New York City who decided not once, but twice to spit in the face of a black man on the subway car. Oh my God. But that black man was able to get the power of the power of the oppressors. Uh, of Og- he, he, man, he unleashed the power of Ogun. <laughs> we got Hotep today. He put my back. He snuffed my man. Yo, and the thing is, dude had, I, I hope it wasn't, I hope this is the old video, because dude had a North Face on and Tim's. I mean, I know yeah. they, they like to roll the dead ass thing in NYC, but yo, if you if you getting beaten in the summertime with a with a North Face on and my man, man North Face and some Tim's, <laughs> you know, the situation he's already mad. So he got he beat the brakes off, dude, man. So, so hey, I, I thought it, I thought it was funny that other that after it all kind of went down, everybody was looking like, "Yep, he deserved that shit." Did you see the dude like step like when the dude's arm was flailed out, like he kept walking and stepped over his arm like he was just debris? <laughs> I found that shit funny. I was like, look, he, he's just like, you know what? You deserve that. Everybody else had the same look, like, yeah. He ain't gonna get up for a little while. He's gonna be sore. Yeah, he got he got he got mopped up, man. So, so I'm gonna give I'm gonna give him that old nasty phlegm induced, you know, eight, you know, with the whole uh, flu flu bug, you know, you know, all that phlegm based twister. Because that's the most the, the New York sewer rat. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, because he got that ass beat. He probably, he might have had a rat walk on his corpse. But, yo. <laughs> yo, that nigga got beat up like Jeffrey Epstein. He just laid in the fetal position. Oh, field. damn. <laughs> Not laid in the fetal position. Yo, man. So, shout out shout out to the brother who was able to get restorative justice for the power of Ogun. And, you know, and the twister to that dude spit in somebody's face, man. That's, that's mad disgusting. That is, like, beyond disrespectful and disgusting. But, bro, let's get to sports, man. Hey, man. NFL football season is upon us. Hell yeah. Hey man, so before we get into get into the shits, yo, we will have the grown manish hoodie grown manish podcast fantasy football league. I'm going to send the going to send the invite out. I'm going to talk to Bowtie offline, you know, and see when we're gonna have our live fantasy drafts. And as I tweeted the other day, one of the things I didn't play fantasy football last year. But one of my great things was stopping Bowtie from winning. He, he hit me up off seat like, yo, can I get such and such? You know, you ain't really playing. You don't even care. I was like, nah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I said, renounce your Bulls fandom and say in public. You up the Pacers. And he didn't want to do it. So he didn't want to win enough. So, oh, well. This this guy. <laughs> this this guy was out here. He didn't even care about the league, man. He just out here hating, man. He's out here like ice tea. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I think when I think of that fantasy football thing, I think when when uh you know you Marty Janetti and I'm Shawn Michaels, you shook my hand and I raised your hand up in the air. <laughs> I'm kicking it through the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled your hair back and walked away. That's how I thought about me with that. With that I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. Hey man, this it is what it is. No, Benedict Arnold. <laughs> I told you, I told you straight up what it was. Oh man, this guy. So. But for hey, for everybody who comes into the daggone fantasy football league, y'all just be aware of Mike J. This dude, this this guy's a piece of work when it comes to fantasy football. Scoundrel. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send that out today, so I'm gonna have it. I'm gonna, hopefully I'll have the link. Well, I'll have the link inside the episode description. If not, I'll tweet it out, put it on Instagram, and all that type of stuff. So we'll, just, we'll have the password. You just DM us to either Twitter or Instagram or email us, and then we'll give you the password. And we'll go from there. 
And this is for everybody. So, ladies, don't be shy. If you about that football life, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? We have a we we have a couple ladies in, in one of our other fantasy football leagues. So, hey, don't be shy. This is for everybody. If you about that football life and you want that daggone grown man in hoodie, jump, put your name in the fray. Let's go at it. Now, now I'll, I'll say this with a disclaimer: you must live in the continental forty-eight states. I, you know, because this is free. Unless you know, unless you want to pay me for shipping and handling, the hoodie will be free. But you know, I I have to sit back and say I am I am. We're doing all this stuff on a budget, no investor. <laughs> so I, you know, I know we got our international people. I rock with y'all, but I ain't gonna. I can't even hold you, yo. I can't even afford the shipping for y'all. But everybody else, we'll make it. We'll make it happen. So there's some other things I'm gonna talk to both y'all offline about different things I like to incorporate in the podcast. I think you guys can think it's dope. But that's that link is coming out today. All right, Bowtie. Let me ask you a question, my brother. Now, I know that you are not a big trash talk type person, right? Am I, can I yeah, say? I can count. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. So, I seen this article about Jalen Ramsey, and I thought it was hilarious. Did you, did you read this article? <laughs> I heard, I didn't get a chance to read it, but I heard about it. So, Jalen Ramsey, seven he's of Florida State, he's the, he knew he was going to have a big matchup going, going against a big-time receiver. He would look the receiver up and then find his girl on Twitter and Instagram and get all on her <laughs> <laughs> so, so if you Jalen Ramsey, bro, and he's talking about how you know your girl look and how he know her, he's been sending the DMs. What you gonna say, man? Hey, man. I mean, honestly, I would probably look at it for, and this is this this is just me. I would look at it like, oh, this dude trying to take it to another level. He's trying to take the trash talk and you know the head games to another level, and maybe literally, maybe he was trying to take the head games to another level. I don't know. But, you know, I, I would go out there. I, I would probably take it as motivation. I wouldn't let him know it. You know what I'm saying? I, I'd probably downplay it or whatnot. But I'd take it as, as motivation to go out there and, and, you know, try my best to put up 200 yards and a couple of touchdowns on his ass. But I would, never, I would never let him know it, though. You know what I mean? Like, what happens if your girl, like, responds to the text, like, what's up? Hey. Hey, man. Hey. 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 <laughs> you don't know about until at the game. Like, yo, man, she said she's going to meet me in Tallahassee while, while you at her away game. You out here fuming. Yeah. He, he on the bye week, you know, they and they might be hitting the sheets. Or, she, you know, he's sending her pictures of the hammer. Or she's sending, you know, pictures of, of, of the of the snapper. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, not the snapper. I thought that was serious, bro. <laughs> but that was like hey. a type move, though. So that's, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was when I heard about it, I was not surprised. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, yeah, I can see that cat doing that. I can see him being real ill. That's a that that's a daggone kid from kid play. I got your girlie on my lap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially in these days and times, man. Because what if she start talking about how you was weak, or talking about the how oh. you didn't? Hey, what if she start talking about how you didn't measure up? Like, oh, he's bigger. You, I think. Oh you're, damn. Hey, you can come out on the field like, oh man, she said you was coming up short. Hey, that nigga's gonna be missing now on the third down check down. <laughs> hey man, so hey man, shout out, shout out to Jalen Rand. I think that was funny, man. All right. Yeah, man. it was. It was pretty funny. I, I mean, I, I give him his props on that. That was pretty damn funny. I, but when I heard when I heard about it, I was like, yeah, I can see that. I can see this cat doing that shit. They're being real flagrant about it. <laughs> He's like ravishing Rick Rude, like having this having other dudes' chicks like face like painted or, or drawn on his pants or something like or on his butt cheeks or something like that. <laughs> you know, I like stuff like that. I think that shit's hilarious. 
Hey, man, so let me ask you this. So, you know, you know, we're looking forward to the NFL season. We're going to have our fantasy football league popping. Cool. But, man, what rookie are you most excited to see this year? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I think I – excuse me. I'm looking to see what, what your cat Farrell do. Went to uh, Oakland. The defensive – he's a defensive oh, man, I believe. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Colin. Yeah, Cleland Farrell. I'm interested to see what he do from, from a perspective. Of, he was a high draft pick. He was, he was solid at Clemson, you know, def, definitely deserving of, of his draft choice. But I think I'm interested to see kind of what he does considering the whole Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack thing, being that, you know, the, the Raiders let him go and, and Farrell is supposed to kind of be that person that fills in and, you know what I mean, for where Khalil Mack left off. So I'd be interested in that. I'm definitely rooting for the, for, for the, for the brother, you know, for sure. Um, I've been, I'm interested to see what Kyler Murray does. I mean, just because it's it's Kyler Murray, because they they drafted the quarterback last year and they got rid of him and all that type of stuff. So I'm interested to see that. Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what Dwayne Haskins does. You know, shout shout out to our cat Ray Day. He's a he's an Ohio State Buckeyes fan, but I am interested to see what what Haskins does for the skins. So shout out shout out our boy Mike Jack for being a Redskins fan too. But um, I want to see what he does. Hopefully that he is not the <laughs> the Jamarcus Russell. Hopefully he's more of a, uh, you know, well-rounded Vince Young type because a lot of people give Vince Young a, a bad rap, but Vince Young had a winning record uh, as, as a quarterback, and I felt like he was a very complete uh, quarterback as a, as, a, as a black quarterback. But I'm definitely rooting for Haskins, too, to see what he does. I don't know. They're probably, probably them three, probably the most that I'm interested to see. Um, Maybe Josh Allen for the fact that he, he plays in the daggone AFC South with my Colts. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what he does. Hopefully my Colts can, you know, put him on his behind a little bit. But, you know, what about yourself, bro? Uh, you know, kind of similar. Uh, you know, I love the Colts. I love the Giants. I, I definitely want to see if Daniel Jones gets some – for the Giants, if he gets some uh, reps, him and Dexter Lawrence. And, uh, you know, the other Giants for DeAndre Baker, the first-round pick. Uh, really, pretty much else. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna watch Hard Knocks this year, so I got to mm-hmm. catch the first episode just to see. Yeah, me too. So you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what goes on there, man. So you know, I'm excited for this fantasy football thing and it's the league in general, man. And my lady picked up Madden for me, so I'm gonna get on get on that a little later and check it out, man. I'm I'm washed. I used to be able to feel confident I could go online, but I I'm not trying to get washed right on 16, 17 year old. Or no forty-five-year-old dude that don't work. I'm gonna talk about <laughs> on the podcast. That ain't the worst. Why you don't have a job? I gotta make. Hey, shit! You know, you gonna say you you mess around and get washed by some daggone eight-year-old kid out here on this damn Madden heavy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they take they take they take it real serious out here, man. I, I always I tell my son they I mean they get online and play and all that type of stuff. But I tell my son, look, I got a damn full-time job and bills. Of course, y'all gonna be better than me than better than better than me and this or whatnot. Now, now I ain't no slouch or nothing like that, but I ain't playing like some of these other cat cats be doing. Like you say, either the 10, 12, 13, 16 year old cats, or you know the the, the 45 year old dude sitting in his mom's basement talking about the mom. I'm in I'm in the fourth quarter. I'm almost yeah, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm gonna pause it. I'll pause it and come back. I'll pause it and go out there and take the trash and come. And go and do and you know cut the grass, but yeah, yeah, man. I got another. I got another NFL question for you, bro. And we talked about this in our group text a little bit, um, and, and you talked about it a little bit, or I should say, we talked about it on the last podcast about these contracts, man. So you see that you got that, that your receiver got hit, got his contract. Um, oh damn, what was his name? Damn name. Um, 
uh, hold it. The receiver that was a holdout. The, him and him and Zeke were holdouts, and we, you and I, went back and forth. Back on his name slips my damn mind right now. Nonetheless, he got his he got his money, but right now Zeke is still sitting out. So what do you what do you think about that from from the perspective of the Cowboys and Zeke's camp? You think he should get paid? You think that you know he, he should he should he should be the highest paid or or, or whatnot? I know everybody's talking about Ty Gurley's contract. So give me your take on that, bro. Well, I mean Zeke is the is what they say is the straw that stirs the drink. I mean because yeah. he opens up the whole Cowboys offense, but you know quarterback is harder to find. Eventually they're gonna have to they're gonna have to give the Cowboys is gonna have to they're gonna come out to pay because you gave you gave up a first round pick for Amari Cooper so you're gonna have to pay him because you gave up a first round pick and then you don't resign him then you've lost two assets you yep. know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pay Dak that's just kind of you know quarterbacks are hard to come by and and for this point uh, and when it comes to uh, when it comes to Zeke he's gonna have to pay him I man I know Ty Gurley's thing people are looking at that because he got the uh, and he got the because he got the arthritic knee and everything, but you know, mm-hmm. in order for Zeke to get his full money, he's gonna have to be willing to miss some games. Now, yeah. you know, if he ain't willing to miss the games, you know, if you want this, if you want to get paid like Le'Veon Bell instead of like uh, instead of like you know, instead of like Gurley, he'll come he'll come to training camp. And I'm sure they'll give him his money. But if he want to be the top paid player, he's gonna and a uh, running back, he's gonna have to miss some games. I dig it. I dig it. I hope. I definitely hope that the, that the cat gets his bag. Gets you know secures the bag. I say, I say that for anybody because these owners and and the NFL as a whole are making a whole lot of money. So and they're making a whole lot of money off of these players' backs. So it don't. It's, for me, it don't. It don't have nothing to do with um, currently. It doesn't have anything to do with like you know race or anything like that. I want all of them to get their back. There's a whole lot of money being made out there, and I don't. I for me personally, sometimes I don't feel like that actual athletes are reaping some of that benefit to the fullest potential. So I hope he gets his bag. Yeah, man. So I definitely, uh, I definitely uh, hope he gets everything he needs, man. Because I'm all about cats getting paid. And it's kind of speaking of, of uh, guys getting, you know, honors and everything else. What do you think about Stephen Ross, man? For those who don't know, Stephen Ross is the owner of the Dolphins, and he's been hosting these uh, fundraisers for Trump. But then he's also said he's speaking out about racial issues. So do you think you can you think you can like vote for Trump and then speak out against racial issues? Uh I don't know. I mean I I don't and for in my opinion I don't think that you can. That that's just my opinion, but I I understand where he's saying, you know, this is he's probably voting for Trump from a, I'm not gonna, I'm not putting words in his mouth, but he he's probably looking at it from the business gains or whatnot that he's probably going to get, but I think that some of it is saving face and and maybe it really is trying to speak up against it and maybe he's trying to influence um you know individuals that think like the president or whatnot to say look we do need to address this stuff um but i know that he's a businessman and and there's a lot of benefits to uh supporting and voting for the current president from a business perspective so he's probably still trying to hold on and secure his bag at the same time yeah so yeah, so I don't know. I think I, I personally, I, I differ because I think that you, I mean, I know he's getting getting his money and everything else, but I just feel like he's, you're kind of hypocritical when you say you want to step out against these racial things, but then you, yeah. you're putting your money and your vote and your influence behind somebody who uses their, their platform as the president of the United States to spew racial issues. So, you know, so it's interesting that people are talking about, uh, you know, boycotting the soul cycle and uh, Equinox Gym and then they 
put a, they, they tweeted out a list of them. There's other places that have been funding Trump fundraisers like, uh, like K, the Yum Corporation, which is KFC. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say KFC, Taco Bell, uh, McDonald's was on there, Chick-fil-A was on there. There was a bunch of places on there. J.C. Penney, there's a bunch of places on there. So it, it'll be interesting going forward. But that's kind of what sent that, you know, since we're talking about football and money and the owner power dynamics. So this is get your views on that, man. But uh, kind of get to the uh, this new ruling. Speaking of kind of like some issues, you know, college basketball now has this new rule that you have to be a uh, – you have what you say. You have to be a uh, have a college uh, a college degree to, in order to be an agent to represent guys that are stick. You know that are you know swaying between going back to the, going back to the league, going to the league, or going to the NBA. And mm-hmm. some people saying this is a rule trying to fight against Rich Paul. What do you think about that? I, I my honest opinion, I think it's bogus. Um, I think it's I think it's a whole lot of bullshit. Um, there, for what reason or how are you able to tell somebody who? they should or should not have around them or representing them or anything like that. That's number one. Number two, the, some of the parameters and specifics of this rule, they are obviously geared toward Rich Paul, the whole, you got to have a bachelor's degree thing and all that type of stuff. Like what the fuck does that matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, honestly, he's, he's been very successful in what he's done without an education. Now, that's not me shitting on an education at all. I think education is important, but I don't think education is mandatory to receive different levels of success. So for me, I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Y'all just putting that in there to for any for any self-made individual or any entrepreneurial individual, any individual with with life experiences that are going to help them succeed. Now you're trying to pigeonhole them and say, oh, you need to have a bachelor's degree. That's bullshit. Because, again, while I'm I've got quite a few degrees. But and I'm a proponent of education. But at the same time, I understand that you can be successful, more successful than me, more successful than, you know, anybody without an education. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a lot of bullshit. I think that it was that it was specifically geared to try to uh, pigeonhole individuals and push the market toward a certain type of person. And I'm not saying that this racial. Some people feel that it is. And I think there could be some racial tones to it. But. I think that it, it, it is a it is very much racial. It's very it's very much classist. It's very much um, socially, you know, inept. I, I think that there are very there are a lot of things that are that, that are at play with these partic- with this particular rule, um, and I don't like it. I, I I I honestly feel like it's bullshit. Yeah, I am. Um, I feel I feel similar now. I'll, on some of the defense, I don't think it's about Rich Paul in many cases. Because you got to think, the guys that Rich Paul is getting, he's not getting that guy's like, oh, I don't know, should I come back for another year or not? The guys that Rich Paul is, has on his roster, guys going to the NBA. Yeah. But I do agree that, you know, like I said, I, I work in, in, that, in, that, in, that, in that spectrum. You know, I have, like I said, I have a couple degrees, got a certificate, you know. It's important, but it doesn't, it doesn't, and if you, have, if you are smart and you hire smart people around you, because I'm sure mm-hmm. Rich Paul has, um, you know, lawyers and stuff to look over the contract. You know, you, you, you bring good people around you to, to bring into your circle. So, I don't know. I think, that, I think this is pushing that false narrative. The NCAA really is about education in the, uh, in the West End, in, the, in the, those school, in those, uh, those sports like, you know, in football and basketball because it's a sham. Because you, gotta, yeah. you make all almost billions of dollars from these contracts and they aren't paying the players. So, I mean, it's good. Now, if you want to look at something like golf, 
or some of your other nine revenue generating sports, then yeah, you are getting you are getting what you're you're making. But if you're in like football and basketball, this is the amount of practice and travel you do, it, mm-hmm. you deserve something. So I was I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and a guy named Joe Joe Lance, he's good to follow on Twitter. He played at TCU, and he was just like, I didn't hardly even play, but I'm I'm still beat up from this from being on the scout team, getting beat up in practice or how the coach didn't want me to have this type of major. And he said his, his coach got mad because he had to leave practice, like, at the very end because he had a science lab that he had to take to graduate. So, you know, miss me with all the, like, the hypocritical bullshit of, like, you really care about these high-revenue athletes getting a college degree. So that's, that's my thoughts about it. So, hey, man. So, yeah. so let's kind of transition, bro. So I know here lately, the last few episodes, we've been talking about stuff, Twitter dating. So there's different comments that we've been, that we saw on Twitter, mostly Bowtie, because he'll send it to me. And it's like, hey, you know, let's talk about this. So uh, do you have the stuff from uh, India Almighty, or do you want me to pull it up? Yeah, I, I was actually looking for it. I, I had it up, but I, but my, uh, I had to reboot here. So I was trying to, trying to get back to it and pull it up real quick. If you got it up, you can read through it. I don't, but I, I, while, while I'm talking, you can read it and you'll be able to catch it. So, you know, the, you know, the gist of it is India Almighty, she said, I guess she was having a conversation with friend, colleague, family, I don't know. And she, the woman, she was having a conversation with, I'm going to assume somebody she considers close. And the woman said that she was happy to meet a man who, who has his own apartment, his own car, and he's 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Now. It's interesting. Both Bowtie and I are 37 years old. Bowtie's a lot older than me. He's washed. But I'm a young... This kid. nigga! <laughs> yeah, you, know, you know, you see Bowtie in these straight poop earrings, and then, and then he, gonna have, he gonna have some dress shoes and no socks on and shit. Kicking it. The Michael ring, too. This dude is one month younger than me. Talking about I'm much older than him. Get out of here. Oh, <laughs> A-R-P-S nigga, man. So... <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, so this is so that's what it is, man. So I know we've talked about a lot how we've made fun of like dudes who like live with their moms when they still be having all these women and all this type of stuff. But you know, I don't know. What do you what do you think about this? You know, so she was excited the fact that he was thirty seven, he had his own car and all. So, I, so so I'm still looking. I'm still trying to find the actual thing because I found like I, I found the the initial you know post and 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 conversation. Uh, interesting, but the comments um, in that thread was it was a whole lot more interesting. But for, for me, just as, as a guy, um, and kind of reading through what she said and kind of that that ideology or whatnot, I'm thinking like, I think you got either some really low standards, <laughs> like seriously, like you you got some really low standards, or it's just that many bum ass dudes out here that so when you hear women talk about you know dudes ain't crap or they not this or whatever i start to think like is it really that many worthless bum ass dudes out there where there is no you know no no pickings for women of any kind you know what i mean like it 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 def it definitely was real interesting bro it was real interesting so like my circle of friends all of my all of my homies, you know, we we are successful in many ways. You know what I mean? We got our own shit. You know, generally, you know, decent guys. You know, maybe maybe a few fuckboy tendencies here and there come out, but hey, it is what it is. Overall, we are we are solid dudes. Got careers, got our own stuff, can stand on our own. You know, all of the above. 
So it's like for me, I, I like I guess I look at or my vision may be skewed because of my circle, because I'm like, is it really that many cats out here <laughs> that are this worthless? All right. All right. Like well, if you I found, a, I found a tweet too. You I'm found gonna, it. I found it. So this is from India Almighty. Girl, I just met a man who has a job, has his own apartment, his own car, and here's the piece of perfect age too. Very handsome. 37. Lord Jesus, I feel like I didn't hit the jackpot. <laughs> India Almighty. Girl, that's not impressive at 37. That's just a bare minimum. It has more. Girl, it's impressive in America, especially to be of color. And she was shaking her head when she said that. Girl, what kind of men you date? Ones who never had a job, no apartment, no car, and definitely no money. Honey, this is a major upgrade. Let me upgrade you. And that's and those and that's the screenshot of the conversation between India Almighty and her colleague, friend, family member, etc. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's just like I, I don't. I think it comes to me is just more like if that's just like if you've been in bad, bad relationships and you meet somebody that you know, like oh man, this person doesn't have a trace like the other person. I can see why the woman's excited because it's like, well, damn. That's like going to like a whole bunch of bad restaurants and you find a good restaurant that you wasn't expecting. Hell yeah. Excited. So I'm not saying this, there's not a, a lot of worthless men out here. I'm not saying that at all. I know a lot of fuck boys. But yeah. you know, they're not in my circle. I just know them. But, you know, it's just it's interesting. And then you just never know through text how the word can be. Because she could have said, oh, he's 37. Like, she could be 37 or something like that. So maybe the perfect age. So I don't know. It's, you know, it's so many nuance to the conversation. So I think so. I, I, there was a comment in that in that thread that was that said something to the effect of um, things can be circumstantial, and I guess the, the, the their their circumstantial was that there are dudes out here that don't have that stuff that are let's just say between twenty seven and thirty seven. Let's just say that. And there's dudes out here that don't have those things, but it could be circumstantial. They could have, you know, had some had some things happen where they, you know, maybe filed bankruptcy or maybe lost a job or, you know, something like that. So they had to revert back to, you know, okay, I don't have much right now, but I'm trying to come back up. So there people were people were coming to the defense of, of individuals. And to me, it does does not seem from her comment the how I interpreted the, you know, the words, there was no tone inflection or anything like that. But how I interpreted her comment was that she doesn't even see any of that, you know what I mean, on a regular basis. So for a guy to have this, it was one of those things that was like you said, it was like, damn, I did come up. But for me, I think that there is still a little bit of that. You have individuals can either have low expectations or they just want to have somebody, want somebody around or whatever. So they just accept the fact that, okay, this person's going to be around. And, you know, they don't have much to offer me, but at least I got somebody. So for me, I'm like, is, is having somebody worth, you know, having just to be that person to be like, all right, well, they ain't worth shit. I got to shoulder this load anyway, but they land next to me. Oh yeah. Is that worth, is that worth it? You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't know what type of self-esteem issues, what, what prior relationships have done, because you come out of a bad relationship, and this could be man or female, it can mm-hmm. mess you up so bad emotionally, and depending on what that person did to you or what happened, that you hell. Just like you said, you, you everybody has a point that want to be loved. Mm-hmm. Either physically, emotionally, both. There's always there's a yearn that you that you want 
to have someone love you. Well, not in all circles, but most cases, who, you know, who differs from yourself. Right. And that can be in a hetero, it could be gay, it's whatever. You know, I think when it comes to horrible relationships, you can go to from from straight to the LGBTQ community, whatever. Bad relationships are bad relationships. So I think so that's I, who we are. I was gonna say I, I and what what prompted a little bit of question in me too is like, is this the same uh if the roles were first from a gender perspective? So let's say that they are not gay, let's say it is still male and female. And as a guy, would I look at these same characteristics in a woman? Like if, if, if I was, if I was, you know, out here doing my thing and it's like, damn, she got a job, she got her own apartment and she got a car. Like, yes, I made it. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is it, is there, are there more women out here that have those things than, than there are that not? Are there more women that don't have those things out here that do, you know, do guys even as a man, are we even valuing that type of stuff? Like, oh, she's got her own stuff. You know, finally, I don't, I don't have to, you know, shoulder this load or she, you know, she's got some success or whatever, however you want to call it. Are we looking at, are we looking at it in the same way as this, as this woman obviously looked at it with regards to Mia? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it also goes like how old the person would be because what if I was viewing at 19 and 20 and 37 is totally different. But mm-hmm. you know, I guess I guess as a thirty-seven-year-old man, if I was single, I would just assume that that's the that you would have those things. If I was looking right. at somebody, you know, obviously I'm not gonna date anybody who's like, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, and it's you know, it's just not that's just not me. So I'm just gonna assume that she that she has these things. I guess for me it would be like I'm like, damn, you know, has she been married before? That you know, does she got a whole bunch of kids, or she have like some drama, or does she have like my thing is does she have like bad issues from a prior relationship where you feel like you gotta fight through all that to get to her? That's the mm-hmm. in my thirties is the most important to me because I'm assuming the other things of of, of a vehicle and and also depends on what city we're in because if say for we're in like Chicago or New York or something like that, I'm not tripping on you having a vehicle because it's public transportation. Yeah. So you know, just, our city doesn't have easy public transportation. You kind of need a car. Unless you live in certain areas of the city, neither here nor there. But I think it's just kind of it just to me it just kind of just depends. I'm just assuming she's having, you know, the shelter and some type of way to transportation and a job. Yeah. So let me ask let me ask you this, bro. Do you feel, in your opinion, do you feel that society, you know, and, and what many will say a societal norm or societal ideology, do you feel that? we put as a society put too much pressure on certain things you should at a certain age you should have this type of job or at a certain age you should be married or at a certain age you should have a child or a certain age this is your level of success like do do you feel like that sometimes could come into play because i'll be honest with you i know individuals that are younger than than, younger than you and i that are in various situations but they are all very successful in what they do in their, in their careers and their educations and you know all of that i know an individual excuse me who's 30 years old does not have a vehicle they, they that this individual does utilize various forms of uh, alternate transportation and that sort of stuff um some of it is a little self-imposed in their situation i'm not going to get into that because they listen to the podcast but this individual is successful in their career this individual has a master's degree um, and them not having a vehicle and living in an apartment, um, it does not does not 
measure their success. They are very happy. They, you know, do their thing. They date and all that type of stuff. But some people may say, oh, well, they, well you know, this individual doesn't have a car. They don't drive or this or that. Well, does that, does that make someone less successful? I know individuals who, who don't have their own homes, you know what I mean, or, or something like that but are still very successful in their education and in their career. So do you feel that sometimes we as a society may be pigeonhole type people or, or look at it in a certain way to, I don't know, maybe be judgmental or accusatory? I think when it comes to transportation, I think it's more of a means to be able to get somewhere where if it's somebody, if you don't have a car, that's fine, whatever. Or if you, but you pull like this, I don't want to have to be responsible for getting you everywhere you need to go. Mm-hmm. So if there's Uber, Lyft, a cab, the bus, a scooter, a bike, whatever, I, I just don't want to be responsible for having to get you everywhere you need to go. So to me, transportation is you have the means to get to point A to point B. Now, how you get there is on you. But right. I don't want to be responsible for having to get you anywhere. Uh, for me, as a, the older I've gotten, the material stuff is cool. But if I was single, I'd be more looking at her heart and her mind. Because those are the things, because if, cause if you got a, if you got a million dollar work ethic and not a lot of education, we can get you education. There's means to help you out or a better job. But if you have a, you know, all, you have a great, you know, but if you have a million dollar education and no work ethic, eh, you know, it's harder to, to drive work ethic and then get another, then get a, then get a better job. So yeah, it's, I mean, it's all relative, but as I'm older, as I'm getting, you know, we're getting close to 40 years old. Some of us on the podcast are a lot closer than the others. <laughs> but, you know, you just have to, like, really think about stuff long term, man. And, like, what does a person bring? What value does the person bring to you? And, like. I, see, I was just, so you, you use the word value. And that's exactly what I was about. I was going to chime in and say, I think that, in my opinion, I think it is about the things that you value. Whether you value, you know. Um, a person's residence or, you know, or they have their own residence or if they have their own car or if you value, you know, what they got going on, like work ethic, that's what it is. I think that that is where it comes into play. I don't think that, in my opinion, I don't think that individuals should um, necessarily be swayed by societal views or, you know, views of their friends or anything like that. I, I think that for that individual, you have to find and understand what things are valuable to you and another person. So like, like I said, I, I could care less about, you know, their apartment or home or, or a car or anything like that. I could care less about stuff like that. Um, I, I would find value in what that person brings um, to the table as far as themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that people and, and particularly the individuals from this, from this uh, tweet that we were, that started this whole discussion, I would say that, that, They've got to find value. And if she values the fact that, shit, finally, I got a dude that doesn't, you know, that, that does have a car and a job. Maybe, that, maybe like you said, maybe that is just one thing where it's like, shit, there's so many out here. This is what I need. You know, this is, she, she's finally come to that. This is what I value. This is what I need. Because I'm tired of, you know, dude dropping me off at my job and then taking my car. You know what I mean? I, or, or I have I to know. pick him up to go everywhere. Yeah. Or, I, yeah. or I've, I've had to pick up the check. And furthermore, and let's kind of, and we can kind of segue off of this to something else. We can stay on it. The person who, if, if it's the India person, if she screenshotted the text, that's dirtball. Oh, uh, that's foul. Yeah. That, if, that's that's your, if, if that's your friend. <laughs> that's, that's foul. 
Like, I was like, no, you don't use me to try to go viral or whatever? I don't know. So it makes, you know, because somebody responded to India like, like, no, she's talking all this shit, but look at her profile picture. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I was like, oh, yes, sir. Look kind of strong with them hands. But, you know, you know, it's, it's just crazy. You know, you just got to find people who want to be valued. And then, just, you know, I think that's the biggest thing. Because, hell, if, he's, if that man is picking up the bill for her or whatever, or meeting her halfway, she's like, shit, I could work with this. This is potential. Yeah. Especially if I've been dealing with knuckleheads. So that's yeah. where I come from. It's all about who, who you value, who values you. That's it's all point. about perspective, my brother. Perspective. <laughs> With the capital P, my brother. All right, man. So let's get to the entertainment, bro. So I know you're a big Eddie Murphy fan, as I as am I. So what do you think about that? Are you getting excited for coming to America, too? Man, I, I still, like, I'm excited. But at the same time, I'm still like, man, y'all should have left greatness alone. In my opinion, that's the greatest movie. That's the, one of the greatest movies. Like, my favorite movie. So I'm like, y'all should have left it alone. But... The nostalgia, you know, just wanting to see, okay, how how are they going to spin it? Where are they going to take it? You know, that intrigue, it does have me a little excited. Um, and shout out, shout out to our guy, Mike Jack, who put us, put, put me on said that I, I guess uh, Wesley Snipes has signed on or agreed to be in um, Coming to America too. So now I'm even more like, all right, what's, <laughs> what's going to happen? Where is this coming from? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's Wesley Snipes about to be somebody's damn stepdaddy. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? What's going yeah, on? They all old enough to be held. The Wesley and Eddie and, and Arsenio old enough to be people. They, they old enough to be granddaddies. So yeah, yeah. So that's why. So so like I said, I, I'm a huge coming to America fan. I was, you know, it's just the intrigue that has me excited. Just the just kind of like what they're gonna do with it, where they're gonna take it. I don't think, in my opinion, I could never compare it to the original coming to America, it would just be another movie. I can't say it would, for me, it wouldn't be, it's not going to be a sequel. It's just another movie. Coming to America for me means too much. And it's just, it's just a standalone for me. Um, However, I am excited about uh, the Eddie Murphy potentially doing a Netflix uh, stand-up special. I, I, I'm excited about that. I know he was on uh, riding uh, comedians in cars, getting coffee or whatnot. I know he was on that. But that was actually a pretty funny ass episode. I like that. I like that show. That was a pretty funny ass episode. But um, I am excited about that just to see kind of um, h- how his comedy it, has it evolved. What type of you know what type of things he's going to talk about that sort of deal. Um, but but I'm excited about that. What yeah. about you? Yeah, same man. Cause you know, and it's all like you hold Eddie for delirious and raw to like these epic proportions. Now I'm kind of like man. Like, you know, it's one thing for a movie not to be good, but it's another thing for, like, a stand-up. Because a stand-up is theoretically all you. So yeah. I'm more nervous about the stand-up than I am the movie. I think the movie, I'm, I'm going to go see it regardless. But yeah, you know, I'm going to see it regardless. You know, and now it's going to be having to be put in my mind, like, oh, this is Eddie. But, you know, I can't hold Eddie to 1980s Eddie because, you know, Eddie didn't grow on, and Eddie don't have to get out get out the bed unless Eddie want to get out the bed. So, you right. know, it would be interesting, like you said, how it's – Comedies involved because he can't tell those jokes, jokes that he did on Delirious now. Oh man, yeah, all the way out the paint. So yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, there's a Nicole Murphy cameo in, in, in any of these projects. Oh, I wouldn't mind man. seeing that. Oh, man. Antoine, Antoine Fuca, man, he already on the screen, man. <laughs> Antoine out here kissing in the mouth, <laughs> putting his daughter's posters on, you know, paintings up on the screen. Antoine, 
Antoine is out here. Wow. And Antoine out here, you know, stepping on your wife with, with diseases and stuff. You know, you out here, like, she, she hadn't had high, preg- high risk pregnancies in her 40s for you. And you out here stepping out. Golly, you sicko mode, man. Sick. Hey, man, so speaking of sicko mode, I was going to get this blue face question, but since we're talking about sicko mode, hey, man, so do you know that rapper Blueface had that song Tatiana, Tatiana, whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, I heard of it. I, I, don't, I don't know who Blueface is, but I've heard the song. Anyway, my man said he, had, <laughs> he slept with a thousand. Well, I don't listen to his music. He slept with a thousand. I've listened to like his song. He doesn't rap on beat, and I can't do anybody that rap on beat. Anyway. He said he had slept with a thousand women in six months. Do you believe him? Do you believe my man is a walking STD? Or he just, or, I mean, what do you think, man? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's possible that he probably did sleep with a thousand women in six months. Um, Bro, I, I, think, I think it's possible. I'm not, I can't say that I discredit him. I don't know. I mean, I, w- I would imagine that he has probably considering his following and, you know, all of that type of stuff. You think he slept with 166 different women in six months? I mean, every every month. I guess. I don't know. Like, I mean, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot, bro. Like, real talk. That is a lot. But at the same time, if if this cat, I think he said he he's like he consistently is having like threesomes and foursomes and shit like that. If he's, I mean, if he's doing that three nights a week or four nights a week, I mean, it's it's possible, I guess. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure that in that demographic, I mean, you got to me. Like, I, I, some people view sex differently. Some people are like, "Oh, sex is sacred," or "Oh, some people are like, you know, it's just it's a part of life. It is what it is. You know, whether I'm with her in a relationship or not. Whatever your inclination is, everybody can be right. It just it's just about for you. So I mean, but in that, in his demographic and that that group or whatever and kind of how they all operate their whole uh what is it city city boy city girl bullshit or whatnot like i can see it happening like i can see people being like fuck it you know it's this blue face i'm what i fucked blue face or blue face fucked me and my girl or whatever like i I mean i can see it happening I, i i mean it's a lot it's it's pretty damn excessive but i can see it happening bro i think blue face is lying his ass off (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you can't rap on beat. I show you ain't you ain't fucking on the sheets. You know, I'm sure you I'm sure you out there getting busy. I'm sure you out there knocking them down, but or you getting knocked or whatever the situation is. But I think my man is lying. Either that or like what my dude Tony Baker said. He said people out here when he said women out here showing herpes is out here like women showing toes in the summer. So if you <laughs> down like that, bro, hey, you you, you I, I'll be afraid to come after Mr. Blueface because. I think you probably got some stuff that's still in your system that might pop out real soon. So, I mean, it could. I mean, it very well could. He does not appear to be a, an individual that uh, wears where where's the sheath. He, yeah. I think he goes skin to skin. I mean, he he seems to be the type of guy that that would go to skin that would go skin to skin with a thousand women. So, I hey, I don't I don't know, bro. It's a wild claim. It's a wild assertion. I, but I, I honestly can't that I put it all the way past folks. Yeah, man. So let's get to the music, man. So you see that we don't have to get into it because everybody's been talking about it, but I just want to get your opinion. Hey, do you see that podcast put up the top 50 MCs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, Joe Bud was number three <laughs> or some shit like that. <laughs> they, had, they had care. They had they they didn't have Scarface on the list. I think uh 
uh, J. Cole was rated higher than Rakim. It was just, it was just wild to me. You know, this to this to yeah. you know, I, I do applaud them though, because no one really knew about the podcast. So that the troll move was was fantastic. So I give them props for that. So I don't know, it made me think yeah. I want to write out my top fifty. I'm like, well damn, I ain't really got a lot of time right now. Cause I'd really had to sit and think. So like you know, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was gonna say if I had to write out a top fifty, like I'd have to really like really put some effort into it and think about it. Like I said, I think that they probably just rattled off some shit and was like, ah, I think this might get some push that people might get some pub or, you know, whatever. I, the, the, the the Joe Budden at number three, that kind of got me because I saw, that's the most that I saw people commenting on, like, Joe Budden, what the hell? Now, I think Joe Budden is pretty solid, you know, as a lyricist, but Man, that was I don't, I don't know. Not, not, the, not the third best lyricist of all time. <laughs> that, was, that was a troll move, man. But Joe Budden, shout out to Joe Budden. I listen to the podcast. He made jokes about it. So he took it all. He took it all in stride in a true Joe Button form. So he's a guy who doesn't take himself seriously. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, Joe Button. Joe Button. Joe Button is a, he's an interesting cat, man. He's always good for some daggone comedy. Yeah. That is for sure. Hey, man. So we speaking about music, man. What you what you been listening to, bro? Oh man, I've been. I went back and started listening to to that Gold Link again, man. Uh, their most recent album. That I I forgot how much that kind of banged. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like, I think there's only maybe two songs on there. And I can't even say I didn't like them. They were just kind of like, eh, they're all right. Um, but that album overall is, is, is pretty, pretty damn solid. If y'all ain't, <clears throat> excuse me, if y'all ain't checked that out. So I've been listening to that. I've still been listening to the Crit, obviously. Because, uh, you know, Chris, Crit, Chris, Chris, my guy. You know what I'm saying? But um, what else have I been listening to? Oh man! Oh, I'll tell you what I've been listening to. Y'all need to check this cat out. He's a he's a R and B cat, man. His name uh, it's either Devin or Devon Terrell. D e v v o n t e r r e l l. Yo, his album is a fucking banger. I have not heard some R and B that was this strong in a while, bruh. Really? No lie, bruh. Like the album is so fucking dope. It's called The Raw Sound, R A W E Sound, Volume One. Bruh, when I tell you this whole like I've I've listened to this album probably three times, like all the way through, like without skip. Man, it's a it's a joint he's got called Sade on there, a joint called Number One, a joint called Too Expensive, um, damn, a joint called Locked in the Bathroom, bruh. The Signs, that's another one. Bro, his whole album is a killer. I highly recommend y'all listen to that. Highly recommend. Yeah, I have to check it out, man. So make sure you tweet it out, man, after we drop the show, man. Devon Terrell. Yeah, no doubt. For me, uh, I mean, same crit. Uh, I listen to a lot of my older stuff because I be in the gym. I was trying to find stuff that I know I'm not going to have to skip through because there's nothing worse when I'm in the gym. Like, oh, man, I don't like listening to new music. So I like to have my, my rhythm, and I don't want to be like, oh, man, I ain't really feeling this. I want to keep the energy up. Right. The latest thing I've been listening to, I listened to that uh, that new Ross that came out today. Oh, that I haven't cool. listened to that. Woo. I want to. I need, I need to. I am going to, but I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it's just cold, man. Yeah, I just put it like this. He should have uh, He should have kept Pusha T's verse on the album. He could have eliminated Wayne. So, hey. <laughs> you know, oh, Damn. I didn't realize he was going at Wayne. What are you going at Wayne for? No, no, no. I'm just saying he should have kept – no, Pusha T should have kept his – he should have kept Pusha T's verse and then not had Wayne on the song in order to – Oh, oh, okay. I got you. I got well, you. He already, he already eviscerated Wayne a few years ago. You know, he had the Exodus song. He got Wayne yeah. about it. 
and he already got Drake up out of here. So, no, nah, Push is just on a whole nother level now. Like, Wayne's just kind of just – I don't know. I just I'm, – I'm I guess I'll say something that maybe people don't like. I've always liked Wayne, but I would never like when Wayne – I never thought Wayne was the best rapper alive when he was in his peak. That's just me. Damn, not even that Carter Wayne? I just feel like, I mean, he can rap. I feel like he never had any – or the Carter Three? Yeah, I just I'm like I said, I for me, I just feel like he never had any content. It was just like, like to me, a lot of his songs sound like a Millie. It's like you rapping, but ain't no content to it. You just rapping. You rap your ass off. He's yeah. one of the time greats, but I never thought that Wayne was the best rapper alive. I was like, oh man, tight. He nice. He might be the man, but I never thought he was yeah. like the best rapper alive. That's just me. I mean, I, I don't it. just I like Wayne was never my favorite hot boy. He was always number three. Damn, number three behind what BG was first. Yeah, BG, Juvie, and then Wayne. And then you know, yeah, I did. but I think out of all the cash money records, still 400 degrees is still the best of all of them. Oh, shit, yeah, 400 degrees is the best out of all of them. I was and then Chopper City in the Ghetto to me is next. Yeah. That's just me. Yeah, that damn BG Chopper City in the Ghetto. My god, yeah, so I <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So it's just like, and I even when I get like, even if I put the Carter against the point, it still is not, it doesn't compare. It doesn't give me that feeling, man. Wayne could always rap his ass off, but to move the music never moves me. I was like, oh, that's dope. And that was it. It was just never like, oh man, I never like run it back. I only have I only have a Lil Wayne playlist anymore. Damn. I just this I never That's I, crucial. But think, I never knew that, bro. Think about it. You've known me for how long? How 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 That's what I'm saying. I, I could I, I, I like I figured you would have a playlist. Yeah, but how often have you ever heard me talk about Wayne? Not a lot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's dope, but I just never – in the music, man, music to me has – I have to have a feeling towards it. And I just, like – it's just like Drake. I, Drake's a great artist. Hell, I even tweeted – I even put it on the Instagram. I was listening to 4 a.m. or 4 p.m. in Calabasas. He was rapping his ass off. I have no feeling towards it. It's just like, oh, it's cool. It's just that I have to – music has to, like, I have to – has to have something beyond this that. And I just feel like Wayne doesn't have any subject matter. I mean, he's snapped on the songs, but I just I, with that gold DJ. Now that's my DJ. Oh, he's rapping the house <laughs> when they came out. I mean, I remember like being at parties, dancing to him, grooving. It's tight, but I just, I just, you know, he has a hell of a catalog. But you know, for me, I know people talking about mixtape Wheezy. Mixtapes are cool. I give people their props for them, but I want to hear you on your original music because it's harder to do. Because yeah. yeah. if the hook and the beat is already all, I got to snap. Shit, yeah. I don't think anybody can do that. Well, not anybody, but you know, I think it's, it's you making it easier because you you're not you just thinking about your verses, not the hook and anything else, the so song structure. Because you're taking inflections from the from the from the song that you're remaking. So that's my that's my thing. So you know, y'all can get on me or whatever, but I like Wayne, but I ain't like the the most you know biggest Wayne fan. So that's this is me, Wheezy F. Yeah, Weezy F for like, eh, like mid. Now this <laughs> mid. What'd you say? Mid. Plus Wayne said that oh. shit about black people a few years ago on TV, so maybe he was high out of his mind. He he did the ASAP Rocky shit before ASAP Rocky. So ASAP. He was on 60 Minutes, so that's another yeah. that's another cat I don't mess with either. ASAP Rocky. So you start getting funny, turning your back on your people. I'd rather you not say nothing at all. But whatever. But yeah, man. So you got anything else, brother? Nah, man. Shout out to Weezy, man. Yeah, man. Great. One of the greats of all time. This is not my personal like top ten, man. 
or anything like that or nothing I really want to go to. Hey, man, so Bowtie, give us that motivational word, bro. Yeah, man, so we're going to leave y'all uh, with, with this, with the Bowtie Fresh motivational word this week. Um, and it goes, judging a person does not define who they are. It defines who you are. And I felt that that was really prevalent right now, just in society um, and, and, you know, real life things that are going on with both Ty Fresh and that sort of deal. Oftentimes I see people quick to judge, um, quick to point the finger um, and don't realize, you know, that looking at yourself in the mirror, yeah, understanding your your pros, your cons, uh, understanding your comfort level with their certain things, that should come first um, before you try to place anything on anybody else. So just kind of remember that. Um, as y'all go through, you know, your life and your weekend and all that type of stuff, um, be humble and, and kind of look at yourself first before um, place, placing a label or judging anybody else. No doubt. man. So we appreciate everybody rocking with us. We will have the fantasy football stuff coming up. Remember to rate, review, and share the show. We are independent, black-owned, and to quote Percy Miller, we are about it, about it. About it, about it, and rowdy, rowdy. Oh! So you rock with us. You know, let, let other people know about the show. All right, we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.